0: Welcome to the uh, the second edition of Citywide Cogs. That's what we've named it, the, uh, the making online church work in this era. Uh, and uh, today we've got uh, Dan and Neil with me. And we thought we'd just walk through our process of producing our online service, which, as you'll find out, is actually about two things. It's the online service and the online community. Uh, i guess in the in the up, neil what uh what's the process that happens before sunday morning
1: so in some ways we've we've adapted from what we were doing planning our services as we used to for a sunday morning uh we, we've had to push everything out a bit earlier because it's it seems to be that we need content a little bit earlier than we used to uh but we we start the process just with a planning meeting just to work out what should be in the service um that's changed shape hasn't it like Hmm. where stuff that worked when everyone was in person on a sunday morning doesn't work so well now and we're, we're discovering that there are new aspects and things that we can tease out so we're learning that and i would say we're probably maybe a fraction of the way on that journey to discovery of what might be the best approach and the best content and makeup of a Sunday morning. Uh, I think the learnings we've had so far is that shorter seems to be better. We're aware that people's attention spans probably is more limited because of the slight disconnect of working across this medium. Uh, Recent weeks, we've tried splitting the message into a couple of segments of not much more than 10 minutes each. And the response to that's been really good. Uh, We've been looking at ways of getting our worship more, engaging so as of last week we we actually did worship where i guess you'd call it couch worship Um, the guys all recorded bits and pieces separately we mixed it together but it felt more like the experience of the rest of the church service because it was coming from the guys lounge rooms as opposed to some pre-recorded stuff that we'd had uh, in the bank to use Uh, so yeah in terms of content we're just adjusting as we go
0: so the major pre-recorded bits of a Sunday morning are the, are the music. And as you said, we've got um, uh, people recording from home and then the sermons or the messages. And then we had a testimony this past Sunday, hoping to have more stories. Um, just We'll probably come back and talk more about it. But basically, how does the recording the music from home work?
1: We're learning as we go. But what we do is send out... Uh, A link to the guys which is to a backing track and so that way they're all working with the same exact same copy of music and they've just organised to play that to themselves basically in some earbuds so that we don't get to hear the backing track but what we hear is their response to that which is either they're singing or they're playing Um, they're recording that uh, on video and often separately they're recording their audio so that they can get better quality audio and then they send all that in. So we get all that and then we're basically assembling it all. And if they've all worked to the same backing track, in theory, we can mesh it all up and align it so that uh, it sounds like pretty cohesive. And I think the results, even in this early phase, have been quite good.
0: Mm. I'm, I'm really hoping as part of this too, we'll, we'll end up, our creative people with a bit more time on their hands might end up starting to write some songs and we'll have more of our own stuff coming through as well. So there's that. And, and the other piece is we have uh, recording the sermons. At this stage, we're trying to record them outside. We're using a little lapel mic just with our iPhones or whatever. And, and, and that's how we're recording the messages. That all comes together on, on a Sunday morning. So, Dan, you and I connect often around 8.30ish, I think. Um, 9, yeah. Yeah, yep. And then and as part of that, uh, in your house... Uh, the first part of our service actually kicks off at 9.30 with our, our kids program. How does that work?
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so coming from our lounge room, um, it's funny, actually, where we're filming is where the girls like to pretend it's a bit of a stage. So we've, we've set up there. Um, basically, I'm just filming from my, my phone. Uh, it's kind of changed over the journey. It started off that we were doing it uh, live through Zoom. Um, So that was more having to really coordinate with uh, making sure people were muted, uh, making sure we were spotlighting our video so that no one else popped up on the screen.
0: Um,
2: And then, uh, yeah, doing doing the program, uh, interacting with the kids, because that way uh, Maria, my wife, could actually see all the faces of the kids. So could actually feel like she's singing to them, with them, doing the actions with them, um, repeating the, the memory verse. So it actually gives you that availability to, be, to see you know how people are engaging with the, with the stuff um, but now we've actually been able to switch to to doing it over vmix um, which which Neil handles on that end um, but again've we've, we've been able to put it straight into uh, zoom so we still haven't lost that uh, ability to see everyone as we're doing it and it's basically only a second or two delay so um, it really is live. And then that gets sent to our YouTube channel as well. So people are still able to actually engage on YouTube. We can't see them, but we know that they're enjoying uh, the activities as well.
0: Well, it's probably a good point to just differentiate uh, uh, when the, uh, w- between the uh, vMix and the, the Zoom, and really which between the the service and the online community. And they are really two functions that are happening in parallel. Uh, Neil, what is... What what does Dan mean by vMix?
1: So vMix is uh, video production software. Uh, There are hardware versions of it available in the sense that when we're in the auditorium at church, we run it off hardware because it's much faster to to operate. But this is a software based version of the same thing. You have lots of channels coming in. Um, You can choose any video channel and put it up on display and mix it into the, the final product. So, the way we're using it in this environment is that we, one of the functions vMix has is that it can have a remote guest. So, on a Sunday morning, I've got a vMix studio running here, and Matt and Dan become remote guests so that they can do content live during the service. And then the pre recorded bits and pieces that we've assembled during the week are all available to play in vMix. And then it just becomes a studio-type environment where it's a matter of selecting the next input and playing it uh, or queuing the guest. Um, We've we've got the ability to have other live content, like we can have lots of guests and the guests can talk with each other. We haven't quite explored that yet because we decided to sort of walk before we ran. But uh, in coming weeks, we'll probably add in that sort of factor. We're trying to have as much live as possible because it seems to be a point of difference. Um, I'm involved. I I see a lot of church tech type information from around the world and particularly from the U S and it it looks like many, many churches are pre-recording what they do. So they're they're doing a wonderful job, but what they do, they do on a Thursday so that by the time you see it on a Sunday, it's lost that sort of absolute currency. It's lost that complete connection. Uh, We tried that, in one of our early weeks but once again we felt a bit dis- disconnected so mm. we've gone now to a stage where, where matt and dan can be live other stuff is pre-recorded for specific reasons matt mentioned the messages um the the only real reason we because he has done messages live but we found that pre-recording meant that we could go out and about and there mm. just seems to be a nice uh, feel to having the seashore lapping behind Matt when he's when he's doing his message. So, so we're actually deliberately recording rather than because we have to. Um, but yeah, VMix just mixes the whole lot together live. It sends up a feed to YouTube directly, and it also connects with Zoom so that we're sending the output of what we're doing directly onto Zoom so that those in our community that are watching only on Zoom uh, can participate in the service that way.
0: I guess part of the, what's driving it is. We, I, I keep saying over and again, over and again, church. It can't just be something we watch. It has to be something we we are together. And so, Dan, you while Neil facilitates the VMix and basically produces the the VMix programming, you facilitate the the Zoom community. What what is the Zoom community and how does that work?
2: Yeah. So on our church website, we we put up their links to to join our Zoom community and. We, We've been really intentional, actually, wanting to connect people with their closest um, church. In uh, that we've Wynyard and, and Longford joining us, we've created a, a northwest and a north group, as well as our south. Um, at the moment, we're uh, we're going to have the service come through our south um, Zoom link, um, but we're so that's that's where we're at at the moment. But um, what it means is that we can uh, bring people in and actually still feel part of the service. I think one of the things we we're just commenting about how. Um, we've moved from, from sitting in rows behind, seeing people's back of their heads, to actually seeing people's faces and, and engaging with the worship and connecting in that way. And a really nice moment, even in the, in the kids' bit, is, is once we then stop it from going live, is that on Zoom, Maria's then interacting and chatting to the kids, and they're doing show and tell. And, and a lot of the people, as they're joining into the church at 10 o'clock, they're, they're coming into that um, environment of, of kids, kind of sharing what they've been up to during the week and, and um, yeah, what they've been enjoying. And then, yeah, when the service goes live at ten, um, we're all there together watching. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's people have certainly uh, commented on, on on how good it's been to feel connected with with one another, with the with the worship, with praying, um, those aspects that are live. Like I really loved one week how someone put in the chat a prayer points, particularly um, something going on for them that week, um, and, and Matt was able to. To pray, pray for that, um, which I thought was really nice to
1: to show that, yeah, we're here praying for you. We're, we're with you in this moment.
0: So, what I what I love, I, I mean, I, I love seeing Maria. So, she, our our kids' programming goes live at nine thirty and goes for about 15, 20 minutes. And then she's interacting with the kids. And that's, as people are starting to arrive for our Zoom community, we have, I think we have 50 or so about different connections. 30, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming in on the Zoom community, which re- represents probably a uh, hundred people or so coming in on the on the Zoom community. And then we have another hundred connections on YouTube. There is some overlap. Some people watch on YouTube and watch on Uh, zoom but we also have zoom communities on the northwest and and the north as well so so neil when the when the church service itself starts what's what's actually happening
1: in terms of the mechanics of it where it's a combination of either um you're talking in which case it's completely live um then if you say throw to a worship song we'll play that from something we've recorded during the week Uh, while that's recording is playing, uh, I have the ability to chat with Matt on a talkback channel so that we can just coordinate. I can let him know how long the song's got to go till it's finished. Um, I'm often uh, in my worship director capacity, I'm often then feeding into Matt just suggestions of maybe it would be good to talk about this or how about that. Uh, And so that's often constructive. Um, And then, you know, if we've planned in the service to have Dan contribute, Dan can be connected as well, uh, Matt and Dan can chat on the talkback channel ahead of time or as part of the service uh, when it goes live so it's and it 's just a matter of following our order of service, working through all the uh, elements and yeah it seems to be working quite well
0: hmm and so for us this this has resulted in uh, our our congregation tripling in size uh, as we as we do this as we 're looking at uh through the course of a sunday i mean we probably have a couple of hundred or safely a couple of hundred people watching it live and then uh by the end of a sunday three to four hundred people will have connected uh with our with the the service um we'll talk more in in coming weeks about how do we continue to be a uh, community in it all. But one of the things we've, we've learned from this is, and we started this pretty early on, Dan, at the end of the service uh, for the people on, uh, well, while the people on YouTube uh, will, will, will say goodbye to, the, the service kind of uh, changes gear for the people on Zoom. What, what happens?
2: Yeah, so using the um, breakout room function, which I'm sure that's not really what it was supposed to be for, but it's been useful to to be able to allocate people into into groups and and continue chatting and, and I guess move from being watching the service on on that platform to actually engaging with the people that have watched with you. Um, even though I've noticed that over, that people are starting to get more used to using the chat and, and so during the service we're kind of chatting and encouraging each other and, and you can private chat so hey you can talk in the middle of the service but um, what's happening there at the end is is then we're using our, our life groups we're using kind of um, the, just things like Mornington or Hobart kind of connecting people into these groups and then allowing them to, to be able to then yeah chat and, and catch up and it's been yeah it's been great to see the shift from from I guess how do we use this and, and that kind of awkward talking over one another to actually just commenting on how people just more naturally now are just working out the group dynamics and and um, moving into that, that space of being able to, to chat. And then even now when we we give kind of 20 minutes, uh, well actually we leave the groups open for as long as we can, but um, we then all come back together and, and we could have up to up to 30 people kind of on the screen and, and um, it's just been encouraging to, to see in people's lounge rooms and, and chat about their, their pets and, and to talk about bits of the service that we've enjoyed and what really worked and just have a laugh together. So the last few times, I think now that kind of time after the service has gone for about an hour. Um, people hmm. just sticking around and and wanting to chat and and to engage and I guess in some ways uh, one of our congregation members described it as as one big awkward circle, um, but <laughs> a good but a good circle where you can actually see everyone, you can chat and um, you, know, you can it's, as pastors you don't get that opportunity to to chat to everyone all at once and and have that access so it's certainly um, been great to to be able to facilitate that space.
0: So just as we bring this to a close, what would you say we've learnt so far on this journey of trying to put a service online? So I think
2: i well, just learn how much um, relationship matters and and being able to see people and and um, like I said, I think we've we've been able to see each other during worship and during the church. That actually that has been quite uplifting and and encouraging. Uh, and I, I don't I think we're trying to work out what, what does this mean going forward because we don't want to there's a lot that we've learnt and elements that we've really captured that we want to make sure we continue doing and yeah. that's that's part of that having that connection even though it's online but there's still something about you know to look each other in the eyes and, and, and chat um, and, and have that access so I think that's been important learning from this
0: yeah absolutely how about you Neil any sense of how would you capture what we're learning so far
1: I'd probably say that we've been in a really blessed position where we were already uh, embracing the technology to, to liaise. We were using the technology to work between our two campuses. So all of that stuff was already a good fit. And so going online completely was really comparatively trivial. And, and my comment would be to take what we were doing and put it online was the easiest thing ever. Had we stopped there, I don't think we would be where we are now. The easy bit wasn't really the issue. What we've had to do is adapt what we do. So I guess what I'm saying is the how for us has been quite easy. It's the what that we've been challenged with because we soon became aware that if we'd just done what we did on, used to do on a Sunday morning, if we just moved that into the online space, I don't think we would have got the engagement we're getting. I think we would have lost the community as dan has said you know they've been the challenges we, we've needed to adapt we're still adapting we've needed to learn and we're still learning and it's all about maintaining engagement and maintaining community hmm.
0: yeah I, I couldn't agree more i think the central question what does it mean not just to watch church but to be church and how do we create the environment for the the technology to serve that and not for us to be fitting into the technology with the technology to do what it can and, and we did have someone write on our in our facebook community just a reflection saying yep there is something about physical um connection that really matters but in some senses there is a a deeper level of community that is emerging for people when they're able to look into each other's eyes and there is a and, and i think if we keep pushing into this space so it's interesting seeing what jimmy fallon's doing with the tonight show and i think people are enjoying seeing celebrities as human beings in this moment and i and in some ways people are getting behind the mystique of the pastor or the idea that someone's up on a a stage and i I think there's this real sense that we're getting into each other's lounge rooms and into each other's lives in a very different kind of way than you do on a sunday morning where everyone can be on their best behavior and and you and, and you don't see everybody's pets in the same way you see them you know through a screen or you don't you know You'll have half your congregation, or not half, but some of your congregation will turn up in dressing gowns or yeah, whatever it is. Uh, I, I do think there is something that's emerging here, and and I I, I I think what you're saying, Neil, is exactly right. That we this is a new medium, and we've got to work out how do you do, how do you be church in this medium. And and I think the the marrying of the uh, the Zoom community with the um, the 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 video production and then also we're using things like U version with their Bible app for the the Bible notes and uh, using our website and how we use that and so grateful for Stu who's not with us today today but the work he does with the communications piece and you can't overestimate how significant that is so. Well, that's probably enough for today, Uh, a bit of a longer one, but just wanted to give people a run-through on what Sunday mornings are looking like for us. Hopefully next week we'll talk more about how we're seeking to care well for each other in this season.